it's the next level. Can I help you, Creeper? You don't remember me from last night? We locked eyes. There was a unspoken understanding. Um, hard pass. No, wait! Wait up! Have you seen your dad? Mm, no. Do you want to go look for him? Well, if he doesn't want to be here, there's nothing I can do about it. Hey, Mom. Last night, Uncle P said that thing about re-killing Dad. Don't believe anything that man said. He is not your uncle. Who is he? Welcome back to the show, panelers. I'm Mark. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. (laughs) (laughs) So we have uh, another guest along with Ben and myself, and that will be our friend Greg. High energy. High energy. High energy. (laughs) Super excited. Cool. (laughs) And just to keep you listeners uh, uh, apprised, yes, this is going to be a spoiler-full podcast of Season 1, Episode 7 of WandaVision. So if you have not watched it, do not listen to this podcast. Go back, watch it, and come back. And that's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) I'm glad you tell them to come back. Yes. Because that'd be weird if you just told them, don't listen to this, and then never told them to come back. Exactly. You're going to need to come back, (laughs) because you guys got to explain some stuff to me, and I'm sure that other people have questions, too. I'm sure they did, too. (laughs) So with that, we're recovering WandaVision Season 1, Episode 7, Breaking the Fourth Wall. And the synopsis for this particular episode is Monica plots her return, Wanda navigates unsettling complications, and Vision forms a new alliance, which is pretty cool, because I like that when he finally got to talk to Darcy. So we're going to move into our overall thoughts of the episode what you kind of liked and a little bit of highlights, and then we'll move into our top five. So, Greg, you want to start us off? I didn't actually watch any of Modern Family uh, until I'd say probably the last like three or four years. And then I binged like the, I don't know, the first like eight seasons and then I, I lost capability to watch it. But I love, I didn't particularly care for Ty, Ty Burrell. Burrell. Ty Burrell. Yeah. Uh, I didn't particularly care for him. But then I, wa- I, I watched it a few times and I was like, oh, it's actually really enjoyable. But to me, the big draw is Julie Bowen because I you know, first knew her in Happy Gilmore and uh, it was the first time I'd seen her in a long time. And like to me, right off the bat, Elizabeth Olsen, I think, was like channeling Claire Dunphy. And I understand that was the intent. <laughs> but like but some of the, even some of the sayings that like, am I right it gave me a very nostalgic feel. And then I like the fact that the, the three different storylines in this, the Wanda part uh, had its modern family vibe. And then the Vision Darcy portion had like the circus background, had its own like soundtrack to circus stuff. And then uh, then just basically like the, the very serious real world with Monica out and out and would try to get back into the, into the hex. I, I thought I really liked it. I've had a lot of fun with it. And then we'll get more into the rest of it. Ben? 
So I, when I first started watching this episode, I, I thought the episode started a little, I don't want to say boring, because it wasn't boring at all. It was fun. It was fun watching all the Modern Family stuff. But I mean, from what we've got like last week and the couple weeks before that, you know, where they were really throwing stuff at us to see what sticks and to see, to keep the audience engaged. The first half of this episode I felt was more, okay, like we're just going to have fun with some Modern Family aesthetic. Yeah. But like I never gave up hope that the episode was going to pay off because I have faith in Marvel at this point. I know, especially episode seven of nine, <laughs> Star Trek reference. Yeah, um, they they weren't going to leave us without some kind of payoff, and holy shit, did they pay off? Yes, for us this episode in multiple ways in the second half of the episode. So I, while I felt that the first half of the episode was not as strong as the second. Mm -hmm. It was still fun, and I still loved the episode. Same here. I really enjoyed it, and, you know, I'm just glad we got a lot of confirmations and a lot of things that, you know, we speculated, and I love that whole uh, modern family intro as well as with the Office style. And they do go into the Office kind of like with the interview with Vision, if you think about it, when he's at the carnival. Or and the microphone, the yeah. Circus, yeah. Having the clip on mic and all that stuff. Because I don't think that was ever anything we saw in Modern Family. I don't think we ever see them microphoned. They're just literally sitting on like a couch or whatever talking to the camera. Yeah. Um, it's the office that we know that they're mic'd and it's filmed like documentary style. Yeah. Yeah, with the talking heads, yeah. Yeah. Plus the fact that we finally get uh, an end credit scene. <laughs> yeah, we got our first mid-credit scene of the entire... Everybody who's like a diehard Marvel fan knows you don't leave until the credits are over. Exactly. And we finally, that finally paid off this ep this episode. Yeah. Sorry, good. No, I, I'm just a little disappointed that we didn't get an hour. <laughs> that's the only thing I had left. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's fair. I, I, so what was the intro, the, the flash of Wanda, 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 Wanda? What, what was that from? Like le le ending with the I Heart Wanda and then the the words coming over the Wanda Vision. What was that? Because it looks familiar, but I went back and looked at like the Modern Family intros, and it's like what the Modern Family intros were like the pictures and the pictures and the pictures. Mm -hmm. But you, what was that a reference to? The Office. No, that's not the Office. Mm -hmm. Really? That is not how the Office opens. Right. And that's not how Modern Family opens. So actually, I'm I'm not that sure of that as well. Okay. I, I I'm going to have to Google it after, after we get done. I actually looked into it as well, too, and I couldn't find anything to what that is. I think it's actually just something on its own. It seriously looks super familiar, but maybe it was maybe it was the music. Maybe it was the... Did you guys catch the I Know What You're Doing, Wanda, in there with yes. the, uh, the Ransom style? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was, I was like, oh, I'll have to pause that. Go back. What, what did that say? Oh, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. yeah if, if there's that. anything this show has taught us, it's to pay attention to the opening credits of the series. Right. <laughs> you know, so if you're not doing that at this point, then <laughs> you're missing out. Yeah. So with that, we move into our uh, top five or our highlights of, of WandaVision. So. Wanda, Wanda. You didn't think you were the only magical girl in town, did you? The name's Agatha Harkness. Lovely to finally meet you, dear. Greg, start us off with your number five. All right, so 
uh, and I've got you know a few points that this is the one that I honestly the one I like just really want to talk about. So I'm going to steal it from you guys. Is <laughs> is the the Darcy Vision interaction, and I personally think that any QA session that ever happens, I think that Darcy Lewis should be the one who like yes, but then yes, <laughs> but then. I mean, and they're like, oh, yeah. So basically, like, uh, my my corporeal form became was due to Ultron's plan for global genocide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and like, she needs to narrate the entirety of the MCU. If you could just like, so we did this, <laughs> and then oh, but this went wrong, and then we did this, and then this this went wrong. Uh, her and Michael Pena from Ant Man, like, they should just have like a back and forth, and it'd be, I think, it'd be fantastic. It'd be a lot of fun. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, that whole that whole like the car scene out in the middle, the, I guess the school crossing in the middle of literally the middle of nowhere. Uh, you didn't actually see any like residential areas until the very last scene when Vision gets up and walks away. So I was wondering where all the kids were coming from, but obviously from from nowhere, from their beds <laughs> because they're just put away until they're needed. But yeah, like Darcy Vision together. Uh, you know, we found out that Darcy is still the cynical smartass. Even in the hex, and that was that, yeah, that was those my one of my favorite parts. Hmm. Yeah, it's 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 fun too because um, there's definitely a absolute Truman Show feel to that scene. Yeah. Um, in the Truman Show, you know, when Truman was starting to realize that he was part of something else and everything wasn't as it seemed, they did everything that they could to throw obstacles in his way to prevent him from making it to his destination. That's exactly what happens in this episode from the stoplight to the construction workers to the school children. This is, you know, whoever's in charge. And I'm, I'm saying that loosely is the one putting all these obstacles in visions way to prevent him from getting back to Wanda. Mm -hmm. The only question is now who is the person that is putting these obstacles in his way? Yeah. And, And who is vision talking to in his talking head? Because you see him decide, oh, I'm in the car. I'm just going to leave. And so he flies away. But, like, he decided that at the same, like, does that mean that, like, it's in Vision's head? He's giving an interview to somebody? Because he decided to leave at the exact same time in two different situations. I thought that was weird. I think that was them just playing with the trope. Mm. Uh, Playing with the TV show trope. And apparently, from what I'm seeing online, just to kind of take a step back, I, I never watched the show, so I can't confirm this, but there's some people saying online that the opening was Desperate Housewives. I oh. definitely watched Desperate Housewives, and that actually makes sense. I'll have okay. to go back and watch the intro. Uh, but the especially the sliding of the Wanda and the Vision slid in, mm-hmm. I feel like that, that, that sounds right. Yeah, uh, at least little it. bits and pieces of it. I've never seen it, so I couldn't. Say. Yeah, I've I've never seen it, so I don't know exactly if that's if that's true. Or not. I watched like three or four seasons of it back in uh, mid two thousands. <laughs> Whatever. It, I mean, it fits into the time period, though. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. it, it yeah. wouldn't be out of question that that would be it. So that would indicate that that Malcolm in the Middle was supposed to be the nineties, even though it was two thousand. But we're not going to pick it apart. That's... <laughs> uh, your number five, Ben. All right, we're gonna save the obvious ones for later, obviously, because okay. there—I'm sure there are one or two we all have on our list. So we'll save them for a little bit later. I'm gonna go with Major Goodner for my number five. You know, it's been teased for the past two episodes about Monica's friend, who is the astrophysicist, two or three episodes ago, and then last week we got like, "I'm going to see my man, uh, my person." 
Mm-hmm. And then this week we see who that person, well, we see who that person is supposed to be. But here is, and it, it's Major Goodner. So when she says last week, I'm going to see my person, it's Major Goodner who's hooking her up with the vehicle that is supposedly supposed to get her through the hex. Yeah. I'm not convinced this is the astrophysicist. I still think the astrophysicist is somebody different, and yeah. Major Goodner is just part of their team or is in connection with them. Because Major Goodner doesn't come across to me, and I could be completely wrong on this, he doesn't <laughs> come across to me as an astrophysicist. Because most astrophysicists, no. if there are any working with the military, are not usually in military scrub. No. Or military, military gear. Yeah, she may. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Uh, like I don't know who Major Goodner is. Maybe she's a, a part in the comics. I've no she idea. is not. Major Goodner is a completely no. brand new character. Okay. Yeah. So uh, my guess would be that she is, or at least is like the contact for is her contact because what it seemed like to me was that it was that was something that Monica was working on before the snap, and then post snap they put it all together, and then she's delivering it now to Monica for use here, as opposed to on whatever spatial Rover place that you would use that. That's what, because you said, did we get your specs right? And what that sounds to me like is that Monica drew it up and then had it in the sword arsenal. And then they made it over the last five years rather than, Oh, Hey, I just drew this thing up in my head and I'm going to deliver it to you in less than two weeks or a week or whatever. Well, I mean, because I think it was teased a little bit that Monica has Monica very obviously worked for Sword before the snap, before she disappeared, right. as did her mother. So I don't know if this was necessarily something that was made ahead of time. I think this was something that possibly was in existence and they adapted it because why else would like it, it'd be really coincidental to me that something already existed that matched the exact specs that Monica needed. Yeah, they just probably had to make a few that's alterations for something that existed. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, that's that's because of the specs. That's what I. Like, that's where I, I was like, okay, well, she, she got this. Like this was her plan, but that's that's fair. And it still falls into that what you were saying last week. There's somebody that Paul Bettany that was that he never worked with. We still have not seen we, that person. We have apparently. not. I actually, I'm glad you brought that up because it is a note of mine. I actually, I fell down a rabbit hole, as I always do, of, <laughs> of different things. And I watched an interview with Paul Bettany and there were two big things. So, and these were things that came from his mouth directly. Um, there are okay. two big things that came out of this interview that I took. One of them has nothing to do with WandaVision. Uh, so I will save that for later. But the other one is that there has still been one character who has not been revealed yet to make an appearance in the series. And it's the one he's the most excited about because he has always wanted to work with them. And they have a mm-hmm. number of scenes together. So that has hmm. to be happening. I mean, there's only two episodes left. Two on, yeah, there's only two episodes left. I'm, I'm still thinking it's strange. Because he's never, where I don't think he's ever worked with Cumberbatch before. And we know it hasn't happened in the Marvel Universe yet. Yeah, we, you never saw Vision and Strange so together. I'm, I'm still convinced we're going to get a Strange cameo before this is over. It has to be. Well, if he's got a number of scenes with him, that's, not even, like, that's more than a cameo. That's like a, an entire episode. Anyway, but yeah, I th- <laughs> no, I, I, that would be really, really neat. All right, well, uh, my number five would be, well, we get Monica forcing herself to go through the wall or that barrier that Wanda put up, 
and her abilities of photon kind of formulate. We see her struggle. She kind of adapts, and we see the eyes and some of the uh, the abilities that she has to some degree. She actually sees with her eyes. You could see like the electronical pulses. Mm-hmm. She could see the matrix of of the shield. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she, yeah like she could she's see the, the matrix. Neo exactly. of the Marvel universe. <laughs> So I just like that. And the fact that, you know, she was able to, when she did encounter Wanda, she was able to handle that. And she had that, uh, that superhero landing. That's exactly, that exactly what I was saying. <laughs> yep. I have that too, that three-point landing. Wait for yep. it. She's going to do a superhero landing. I actually have superhero <laughs> landing as a note too. Yep. <laughs> Cross that one up. So I thought that was pretty cool. And that was my number five. All right. Uh, so for we'll say my number four was the like the whole modern family shtick. Now, uh, like I said, I I'm, I was I really enjoyed the show, and but uh, there were just a couple of and I don't know if it's an Elizabeth Olsen thing. It was like she was saying the right things, but the delivery just didn't match up. Like the "Am I right?" or maybe it's just a case of the Mondays, or I mean, just like those lines. Those 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 particular ones kind of threw me out of it. But I mean, like the, I'm just resting my eyes. Uh, like that, that, I could absolutely see Julie Bowen throwing that line out. And yeah, that that whole all of the talking heads that that they had at the house, and then Agnes with her talking heads in the same like like in the, the looks to camera and the, the that breaking of the fourth wall like that. It, it made it fun for me, even when, you know, how do you tell a 10 year old your mom's or his mom's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? <laughs> that there, was that, Yeah, good. No, I was just going to say, and, and there are actually a number of things. There's one or two things in Agnes's talking heads that kind of reveal who she is before it's even revealed at the end of the episode. I, I did buy the kid. Yeah. One. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I was, so, I, like, it, when I first watched it, I was like, that's some real Hansel and Gretel type shit there yep that's the first thing i thought and, of too uh, that's what and I, I was like man that's really creepy all right whatever and then i just for- totally forgot about it well um, f- yep. followed immediately after too where she starts telling wanda and the kids she has a mole on yep. her back because moles were thought to be the mark of the devil on witches devil mm-hmm. on witches yep yeah and as we all know uh listeners agatha in the comics was around since the salem witch trials and she's supposed to be really old, but obviously in the show they it's Catherine well. Hahn. But again, we are just getting the reveal of Agatha, so she could be older and just makes herself look younger. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, like so the whole Agatha Harkness thing, and I I don't know when she was around, but I remember I, I feel like I saw flashes of her back in like the nineties when I when I was reading comics more heavily, um, and like I remember her being like. She basically looks like Maggie Smith with like a bun. Um, That's pretty accurate. Um, and yep. then, you know, that or like an Aunt May from some of the more recent Spider-Man comics by more recent, like the 2000s Spider-Man comics. Um, but that's that's just that's what I remember. And so but I don't ever remember her her storylines or anything like that. So it's basically just a new character for me. For a lot of people, too, that are not familiar with it, but it puts that cool twist in it. And I'm sure other people are going to be bringing up relations and how she was in the comics. Basically she was an antagonist. She was utilized also as not a hero, but to help and, out. Yeah. And I areas. was going to question. I'm like, when you said antagonist, I'm like, was she though? 
because she really wasn't. She kind of rode the line kind of like a Punisher. Like, yeah. Because she was friends yeah. with Wanda, who was very obviously a hero. Um, mm-hmm. She actually trained Wanda in the yeah, comics. Yeah, she, she was never really evil. So that kind of... It was only around, like, the Fantastic Four when Franklin Richards uh, got involved. She was doing something with him with his powers, yeah. I remember. So it's... Which brings up some questions when it comes to the, the Agatha reveal, but we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. The Mutter Family thing was my, my shtick. Yeah, and and you know what? <laughs> you said, like, you kind of watched Modern Family a little bit, and I watched it for probably, like, a good five or six seasons. I watched a good chunk of it. Uh, and there was that part where the camera person, the camera person, uh, started <laughs> yeah. talking back to Wanda. And even I, in that moment, I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't happen in Modern yeah. Family. And then it even comes up. Wanda says it herself. She's like, you're not supposed to talk. Yeah. And so... And it, it, I couldn't make the voice though. That was I could after thing. I knew who it was. If you oh, go okay. back and re- and watch it again and listen, you can tell. Yeah, you can hear okay. it after you know who it is. Uh, okay, who who was it? It's Catherine Hahn. <laughs> oh, okay, got it. I thought yeah. you, it was, I thought it sounded like a guy. Yeah, I thought so too. I I have an interesting tidbit on that, but we'll get. Okay. All right. <laughs> so my, I guess that leads to my number four. Yeah, and I I kind of want to dive a little bit deeper into Monica's moment. You know, you're number five, Mark. Sure. Because there's one thing in particular I really liked about that moment, and it's the voices that you hear in the background. Yep, it's a conversation with her and her mother and Nick Fury, as well as Captain Marvel. Yeah, I mean, it was really cool to hear that kind of harken back to Captain Marvel, and when they first met, you know, when when uh, when Monica met, why can't I think of Captain Marvel's name? Carol Danvers. Jesus. Yep. <laughs> yeah, when they were having dinner at, at their farmhouse. And, you yeah. know, we see all the different iterations that Monica, you know, over the decade uh, of within the Hex combined Correct. with all that. And then that was one of those moments where I was like, when when Monica starts pushing her way through the Hex, I'm like, is it going to happen? Is this really going to happen right now? Like, is this, yeah. is this what it is? <laughs> and then her eyes go blue. I'm like, fuck yes. Like, we got yes. it. She's yeah. not fully photon yet. No, she's not. It's still it, developing. But I it's think. still. I think she's there. She just has yeah. to hone. Tap she's got to tap it. into it. Whatever's going to give her Plus, the abilities are there, and she's using some of them already. But she hasn't yes. learned how to fly yet. She's she hasn't mm-hmm. uh, produced the bolts from her hands yet. There's still more powers mm-hmm. to come. But I think we we've gotten. We've seen the moment she she got her she changed. Said, yeah. Yeah. Plus the fact that she her clothes didn't change when she came through the wall. I didn't either. notice that until the third watch that she the, she still had yeah. the sword outfit on. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She had to take the suit off from with that she was in with the truck and then she had the regular sword outfit <clears throat> or uniform. Which is pretty funny because it reminded me a little bit of like the Fantastic Four. It does look a little bit like that. Yeah. In in some ways, um, but yeah, that is another one of Photon's abilities. Is she has the ability to pass through energy, and that's yep. exactly what the hex is. So, boom! Yep, like it's an energy yep, field. She passed right through it. Yeah, like yep. that. That scene specifically made me way more excited for Captain Marvel two. Yeah, coming up, like yep. ooh. Yeah, because I think they're <laughs> just going to tease us with Photon, mm-hmm. and we're going to yes. get the full development. Of, we're probably not even here going to hear the word Photon before. No. WandaVision is over. It's not going to be until Captain Marvel 2 that we're going to get more. Yeah. You, 
definitely, hopefully, a standoff between Carol and Monica, depending on how how their relationship was. <laughs> that would be interesting, considering they're allies. <laughs> I know, but the way she can't, whenever she talks about Carol or anybody talks about Carol, she has that look of like, really? So there's yep. some sort of anger that there. Bitch. <laughs> yeah, but that was my number four. I just wanted to dive into a little bit more detail into Monica's moment, as I have it listed in my notes. Monica's moment! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation <laughs> point! <laughs> well, my number four would be. Well, we already talked on it a little bit. Uh, Vision and Darcy when they encounter each other, and how he snaps her out of it, just like everybody else. But he keeps her that way, and then he finally gets you know all the information from her within the truck. I just love the endless loop of events at the stop sign. <laughs> the workers on the street, yeah, the kids in the school crossing, all that can, good stuff. Can I tell you that moment with them in the truck? Um, mm-hmm. When Vision breaks the fourth wall, stares at the mm-hmm. camera, and gives that look, I lost it. That was one <laughs> of the was funniest hilarious. moments of the entire episode, so much so that I screenshotted that. And posted on my posted it on my Facebook page with the caption, "My reaction when I realized Feige lied and only gave us a half hour." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which it turns out wasn't a lie. It was only a rumor. It wasn't true. Yeah, but oddly enough, we're not the only ones that were talking about it. Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard said it on yeah. their podcast. A few other people did too, as well. But you know, it's basically what people assumed and i guess we all fell for it so just with regard to the the just a couple of of like moments and in, in particular that made me go that made me laugh like so the look to the camera was you know, it was uh it was darcy or oh look that mime he's he, that thing's gonna fall him it's way too much weight oh my god with your bad back and then snapped out i was like oh that's pretty funny <laughs> the other one was uh when Vision was doing his talking head moment and he realized, like, what am I doing here? And I didn't even realize he was wearing a clip-on he mic until microphone. he took it off. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. that's brilliant. Like, that's <laughs> it's so well done. And it's like, uh, clip it to his yeah. uniform, which is pretty funny. It was a lavalier microphone, and I'm looking at it going, oh, my God. They went, and then he's, like, swatting the boom yep. mic. And you hear it, actually, through the bike. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, the, the moments like that were, but that moment where he looks at the camera in the truck, I was like, yeah. That's my favorite moment of the entire episode. That made me laugh yeah. so much. Oh, yeah. Also, the, the oh, we had an unspoken connection. We had a moment. All right, creeper. <laughs> yep. Hard yeah, pass. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love Cat Denning. She's, she's so great. Yeah. She's so great. Her comebacks are yeah. perfect. Uh, you're number three, Greg. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and hold on to that one. Um, <laughs> okay. So I just I want to. I want to ask you guys about the Nexus because this is my number three as well. So let's do it. So I don't know what the, I don't know. Like, I don't recall what Nexus is from the MCU, but the pill that it seems like they, uh, they want to, they want to advertise is the one that Robin Williams uh, advertised for, which was fuck it all. Just, oh, oh, oh yeah oh you tired of life do that fuck it you all know. and uh <laughs> i mean it's like that it was I, I i'm trying to figure was that the same like she looked very similar to like dakota dakota johnson i've seen the character before or the, the actress before was she also in the first few episode commercials yes was she the yeah. possibly there, there... wanda's mother 
That's what a lot of people are are trying to theorize about. Like even there's a there's a gentleman there too. Nathan gets her parents, but yeah, the, was that I, the pharmacist? I've not heard anything. He's just like, yeah. oh, here you go. I mean, I did like the 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 side effects, um, possibly more depression, <laughs> like yeah. face, facing your truth. Uh, was it feel feeling your feelings, confronting <laughs> your truth? Yeah, and possibly more depression. <laughs> yeah, there's a few things I have about uh, the Nexus and the way it is. Basically, it's a cross-dimensional gateway, which provides a pathway to any and all realities, and it, it's unknown if... You're incorrect when it comes to Wanda. Wanda really? is the nexus. That's what I was oh, going to okay, say sorry. next. Go ahead. Uh, you, a person can embody and be that and create these events as well. She's one of them. There's a, a couple of others, too, within the Marvel Universe that does yeah, that. Yeah, I talked about this a little bit last week when we mentioned Wanda being the constant throughout the multiverse. Mm-hmm. How people can yes. look differently in other universes, but Wanda is always the same in every universe of the multiverse. That constant is called the Nexus. That's that's yes. what she is. Um, and they even touch on it a little bit in the commercial, and I wrote it down. Uh, the world doesn't revolve around you. Or does, does it? it? Yes. <laughs> or does it? Yeah. Well, we also saw something like this in Thor The Dark World with the convergence, if you think about it, and, and how it changed. You know, maybe the Hex created this. This is what was implied within a commercial like you were talking about. Uh, and I'm curious as whoever this in- other antagonist is, maybe wanting this to happen and used Wanda to do this because obviously Wanda created all this. She created that nexus So for her own world. Did she so, have, have we ever heard the word nexus? Like we, we heard, obviously heard Lagos. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess last week we hadn't heard anything about the, what magic O's or whatever the yo play uh, shark yogurt was, but like mm-hmm. we'd heard things, you know, struck her watches and, um and i'm just trying to and then obviously stark toaster um but have we ever heard mm-hmm. the phrase or word nexus no In not to my knowledge no okay um yeah i don't think it's i don't think we've seen it in the mcu yet or heard it in the mcu yet okay yeah but yeah when i heard that when i saw that the pill was called nexus i'm like oh that's exactly what we talked about last week like that's going in my notes yeah. yeah, so that was, I mean, I just, because it was, I mean, I thought it was a really good depression commercial and, uh, or depression medication commercial, although maybe the effects may not be what you want. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, the other people that would uh, be able to create kind of like the Nexus would be like Kang the Conqueror, even though he's more time-based, but he's able to go within. So just like Wanda, he could alter things just the same that's so interesting that you bring that up too because we are getting kang the conqueror in the next Mm -hmm. ant-man movie correct Hmm. so i think that could be a possibility how they're going to tie ant-man into the future of the mcu as well with the multiverse kang is going to be that that connection and it could be for the fact that's how agatha maybe got to this world too maybe kang brought her in he needed some help with whatever plan he has within this with wanda i don't know that's yeah that's... Yeah, yeah. My my thoughts in my theories went from like Mephisto to Nightmare to Kang, but I don't know. <laughs> like we're all just speculating yeah. at this yeah. point. <laughs> and to let you know, Kang uh, was a an alternate version of Franklin Richards too, Greg. So well, the kid, the another... kid of the 
of Reed and Sue. Correct. So, and he had another name too as he was progressing in the comics before it, it became gotcha. Kang. Um, I I was gonna use the Nexus as my number three, but I'm gonna swap it <laughs> since I kind of tied into it with that one anyway. Uh, I'm gonna swap it uh, with another note that I have here as a backup, and I'm just gonna say, and this kind of expands outside of Wandavision. Uh, hexes, hexes everywhere. Yes, it's Wandavision is starting to make me realize that hexes are a huge part of the MCU. And you're just mm -hmm. not realizing it until now. Mm -hmm. Outside, so I mean, obviously in WandaVision, we have the whole thing is a hex. In this opening, in, in the opening of this episode, there are hexes all over the bed sheets. Yes, it's like the uh, uh, Visions, the Mind, the Mind Stone. Stone's not a hex. Like but it has the same shape, no, doesn't it? The Mind Stone is like, is more oh. like, is hexadecimal. But a hex is, is, is more roundish. Um, Roundish, the mind yeah. stone is not. Okay. The mind stone is is longer than a hex. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, okay. But when you look at outside of the MCU, uh, just a couple examples: Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. The jump mm -hmm. points that they use to yep. travel through space are in the shape of hexes. Doctor Strange, and this is the tie-in to Doctor Strange. All the yep. books in the library are held in hexagonal shapes. Yes, and to tie into a later conversation in Doctor Strange on the wall mm -hmm. of all the books chained, there's one missing. Yes, there is. Yeah. Which could also be the tie into Doctor Strange in the book we see at the end of this episode. Yeah, what was. Yes. What, what kind of like it didn't look like a red glow. It didn't look like uh, Agatha's purple glow. It looked more like a Doctor Strange orange glow around that book. Well, that's what makes me think that book ties into Strange. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, like, man, what's, I don't know what the hell this is. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that theory, but, too. But the hexagonal yeah. shapes play a, a big part in the MCU, and you're just now realizing it thanks to WandaVision, <laughs> which is great. Great setup. That was my number three. Oh, okay. Uh, my number three, well, we've already went over this. I, I just love the interviews that we got within the episode, like Modern Family and like similar to the office and and the the one thing i would have to say it's like it's funny how vision thought right away wanda was preventing him from going home but i don't think it was wanda that was doing that because she was saying it later on where's vision i don't know where your father if he is. doesn't want to be here i'm not gonna i can't force yeah, him to be here exactly so it, it seems like she was not knowledgeable of what was going on with him no i agree with that completely i don't think like I said earlier, who was the one that was keeping him, throwing the obstacles in his way? And I, I don't think it. I don't think it was Wanda. But there's nope. a question in: Was it really Agatha? No, I, I don't think so. I, that's what I mean. I don't know. That's that's what's making me mm. really love the show right now. And why? And why are <laughs> the, Why is the funnel of love so slow? Just go around it. Like, what is a cop going to pull you over? No, just go around. <laughs> run the red light that that was the funniest part about that four-way stop sign and she was just sitting there waiting i'm like are you waiting for the stop sign no, it was, to turn it was green? a lane or just go around oh, yeah. <laughs> or, or run or just it go yeah. around yeah, run it There's run the, the lights <laughs> you're out in the middle of nowhere it's not a real we're, world we're, we're in a hurry to get to where we're going oh gosh traffic laws <laughs> i kind of love too and, and kind of going back to the earlier points about vision and darcy i i kind of liked the fact that Darcy 
kind of almost geeked out a little bit when she met Vision, yes. like realizing like, oh my God, I love the show. And like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're actually in yeah, the well, show now, but you're still geeking yeah, out about it, watching it. Yeah. yeah, this is from my quotes about it. She goes, oh, hello, self. A part of me secretly wanted to be a guest spot on the show, but honestly, that that's sucks. Not, not like, so, like, Norm <laughs> comes out of it basically just screaming, like, oh, God, yeah. tell, her to, tell her to make it stop. But then, I mean, Agatha wasn't affected by it. And so as the, the only two people we've seen them actually come out, so Norm and, and, uh, and Darcy, she was amazingly unaffected by, like, oh, man. That was pretty crappy. Oh, hey, I've got answers for you. And Monica. And I, I think it has to do with the length of time they were under. Because mm. Darcy yeah, was, because... was only under for maybe a matter of minutes at that point. Or an hour, yeah. depending, because it was the next but day. But here's yeah. my theory on Norm. I think Norm has been under this influence a lot longer than Wanda has been there. Because I, when he says, make her stop, I don't think he's mm -hmm. talking about Wanda. Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree with you. He's talking about Agatha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Which makes, I, like, how, how long has this been going on? How long has this setup been happening? If, like, was it pre unsnapping? Unsnapping. I don't know. <laughs> but it's been weeks after the unsnapping, apparently. Mm -hmm. Or Hulk snap, I should say, at that point. Hulk snap? The Hulk yeah. snap. <laughs> Hulk snap. Or you could so. call it the sugar snap. Oh, yeah, the sugar snap. <laughs> Which there are – this is in my notes, but I'll bring it up now because it's not one of my top five. There uh, um, there are two very interesting things about that cereal box, the obvious one being the snap, um, which is in mm -hmm. reference to Thanos. But later on, when you see the back of the box, um, mm -hmm. the, it is an elephant trying to get through a maze – that is literally Vision's quest in this episode. Is the elephant, it's a circus elephant, trying to get mm -hmm. back to the middle. And that's literally what Vision oh, is trying to do the entire episode. Yeah. Hmm. So the cereal box <laughs> is actually telling you what Vision's part in this episode is. Yeah. Which I thought was really and cool. And also, the, the, to add on to that, the, the milk carton kid on it with the missing but you can't really see the face but usually that back in the day that used well it still is it's for like yeah, kids. right because they're apparently asleep but, in their beds but yeah haven't been seen by their parents in however long yeah because yeah. i saw that i i saw the missing kid on the cereal on the milk carton literally the first time i watched it and i'm like oh that's gotta yeah. mean something that's gotta mean something and everywhere i looked it means nothing it's the one it's the one thing about this episode I swear they probably put in there to be like let's let's fuck with them a little bit. Or it's the this, informant. This Who really knows? means absolutely nothing to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe it's uh, Pietro. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but he's not really a kid. No. <laughs> he just plays one on TV. All right. So uh on to number 2. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and steal it. The, the Agatha All Along theme song. Let's just is, say this is all, all right. of our number twos. This this, this yes. is still stuck in my head. And yep. the, I mean, and I, I would watch that show. I would watch Agatha All Along. Uh, one, because I really like Catherine Hahn, but two, because mm -hmm. the, it's catchy. You, all of the morphing. I mean, you don't even ever really get that she is like 
menacing ever. Like even at the end when yeah. she's like, oh, Wanda, Wanda, good to finally meet you. And her hair's all wonky and like, you know, crazy, which like she's holding senior scratchy. I mean, she's still not menacing, even when her like eyes light up purple. And then Wanda's eyes light up purple. And I go, oh, my God, what's going on? <laughs> like, I, it's, it, she's not menacing to me anyway. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like I, I think maybe maybe I'm just uh, afflicted with uh, an attraction to Catherine Hahn. And I mean, you not and just me her, both, my friend, you not, and me both, not, not just physically, but like her attitude, the cynicism, yeah. the and I mean, she 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 I think she's great in, in everything. Well, in most of the things I've seen her in, although the one thing that kind of messed me up is that her makeup is just fucking with my head like it's like either it's not quite caked but like nobody else i don't know if it's Catherine Hahn's complexion that they have to do that or if yeah. it's like that particular the character of agatha is designed to be like that or what but her her like the rosy cheeks that just she just looks weird when they, especially and i didn't really notice it in the last couple until the last couple episodes where they did like the close-ups where I'm just like I yeah. can't see that it's caked on, but I'm like, it just bugs me. I don't I don't know. Hmm. Maybe it's the HD. Cameras. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> but then nobody else looks like that. Like nobody else looks like that. But yeah, so Ag- the 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 song and the reveal was was my number two. Yeah, that that song was pretty cool. It's I mean, and when you say like I, I would watch that, I think the good news is you're going to get to for the next two oh. episodes. Oh, okay, cool. Yes. Because I think that yeah. that reveal, I think the purpose of that song was pretty much to, to was to reveal to us that Wanda's never been the one in control. Agatha's been the one in control this whole time. And this is really Agatha's show. Yeah, that's yeah. what they were trying to point out. Uh, that this is her show, not Wanda's. So I'd I, I laugh if when we get to episode eight where they show you Agatha Harkness whatever for the intro instead of wandavision i I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like that yeah, where the opening agatha credits are agatha. opening right yeah yeah but yeah. yeah have the intro be like a montage of her instead they, of they Wanda have and done Vision. so well because we didn't get a uh an intro song like a song that like the words have changed and whatnot until agatha mm. all along um because the the wanda 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 that there was no there was music to it, but there was no words. Well, no, and, but the, the, the couple weeks ago, we got the Growing Pain style one that had a full lyrics to it. Right, but that's what I'm saying, is that this episode, we didn't have words that were changed. Like, we had the family okay. ties, the words were changed. I mean, not, not changed, because it was a new song, but there were words to it. And and maybe that was just a sign of the times, you know, into the, the later 2000s and whatnot, where you, I mean, I don't know, did, uh, did the... Frankie Muniz, the Malcolm in the Middle, did that variation have words to it? I don't know. Oh, that's a good question. I don't remember. I believe they had they had lyrics to it. Sorry, but like but I, think I don't today, remember the lyrics. Today, but when on this episode they didn't until yeah. Agatha all along. Yeah, they kind of went right into the episode after like the montage mm-hmm. of the the images that you were talking about, like with the calendar with the little sparkly thing over Wanda. Yeah, like a like a hex, and then the the date and then obviously what you said uh what i know what you were doing uh, on the i know you were doing wanda on the fridge it was almost like a ransom note yeah yeah 
but yeah so like i thought like that was that was a the the song was was real cool and if you guys want to get into more agatha stuff i i'm totally down to listen because that's all <laughs> <laughs> um i I just yeah. like the fact when it comes and this I'll just make this my number two as well. And I'll just I'll dive into it a little bit more. I yeah. I love the fact that, like we said at the top, Mark, you and I, and as well as a number of other people, were already theorizing that Agnes was Agatha. We've been saying that for yeah, almost since episode been. one. Yeah. We've been saying, well, Agnes could be Agatha. But I love the fact that Marvel does things so well that even though we predicted it and we kind of knew it when it was revealed, we were still, oh, shit, it's Agatha. Like. <laughs> Yep. We knew it was coming. We knew it was, it was coming. It was just a matter of it, it was still so <laughs> well done that we're like, yeah, like this is awesome. This is what I wanted. And the and I killed Scratchy too. Oh god. Sparky. So good. Sparky, uh, sorry. Yeah. Thanks. Sparky. Not Scratchy. <laughs> but yeah, it's just so I don't know. Here's my thoughts on Agatha though. I, I don't think she is the villain of this story. I no, I think she she's doing some nefarious things. But I mm -hmm. don't think she is the true antagonist of this story. Me neither. I don't. I think somebody else is in control of everything that's going mm -hmm. on, or at least is having Agatha believe she is in control. Very similar to how Agatha had Wanda believe she's in control of everything. I think there really is somebody higher up behind, behind the scenes. scenes. Yep. I'm not yet convinced it's Mephisto. Yeah, but same I'm I'm leaning towards Mephisto, especially now with Billy and Tommy completely disappeared. Yeah, that's yes. that was what I that was one of my things was like, where the hell are the twins? And I know that everybody's asking that, but come on, where are the where are the fucking kids? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I also don't think that the scene with Doran the Agatha all along credits when we see Agatha was the one behind the camera talking to Wanda. Mm -hmm. I don't think I when you listen to it, it's Agatha's voice, like in a deeper tone, like they changed it to make it sound like OK. It. But there's something about the way that how she turned and looked at the camera with the shush motion, which makes me think she wasn't the one talking. Someone no. else was. And she's mm -hmm. asking them to be quiet. Hmm. So hmm. that right, that moment right there, when I saw that, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, why would she be telling everybody to be quiet unless she's speaking to the audience? But I don't know. I, I don't know. No. I still think there is something more to this. I don't because Agatha was never truly a villain in the MCU. So that would be yeah. a big uh -oh. change for Marvel to make to her character. Mm -hmm. She's more of like an anti-hero. Yeah, that's exactly what she is. Yeah. Like you said, what, yeah, like Punisher. She does what is in her own best interest. She, she's hero adjacent. <laughs> hero adjacent. Literally. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm thinking whatever this is, is she's she's tapping into, she's helping Wanda. This is my theory. Is She's helping Wanda to harness her true powers because what we've seen of Wanda so far in the MCU isn't even close to her true ability. It's minuscule. Wanda, or... Agnes is, or Agatha, whatever you want to call her, is helping her to hone in her abilities to make them stronger. Yes. But she's also using those abilities to open whatever this book is. Yes. To her own yes. advantage. It's like, all right, I'll help you. But but also, like, it kind of harkens back to the, the comics where Agatha was actually Wanda's mentor. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of their 
odd way of getting Agatha training Wanda in some respect. But that's just my thoughts. You know, it, and also, uh, was I think Agatha was there with the kids at one point, too. What, in the episode today? No, in the comics. Oh. That yeah. I don't, yeah, that I don't remember. Um, yeah, what did you guys think about the line that, the, that I guess Agatha or maybe somebody else said from behind camera? Do you think that maybe this is what you deserve? Like, is yes. that like... Like where do you, where do you think that comes from? Like because that was that's probably got to be on Wanda's mind already. Like is it just depression? Is it like is it someone poking her? Like what's the end game? You know what I mean? I think it is a poke. Mm. I think that's exactly it. I think it's like okay, mm. like I'm gonna nudge you because all throughout that episode. And here's the thing, and, and Mark, I don't know if you saw this, but I, our friend Craig posted something like this on his page. These episodes literally have been the five stages of grief. Mm. Yes. In order. Um, mm -hmm. And we are at stage four, depression. The next step yes. is, is acceptance. Acceptance, right? Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think that's what we're going to get in these next two, or maybe not the next two, but maybe in the finale, is this is going to be Wanda's acceptance of everything that is happening. Because she's already, I yeah. mean, this episode was very clearly depression. Oh, definitely. The, how she was, like, wanting to stay in bed the whole time. And I'll skip over my number two because I was going to go with you guys with Agatha Harkness. But the, the only thing I have to add to the Agatha Harkness thing, the, the, the song, you know, Pure oh, Monsters. Absolutely. So that's, that's the one thing I loved about that. The only other thing would be the... We do get to see her behind Pietro when he's at the door and showing her magic on him. So it makes me question about Pietro. Well, I would, but I want to go back to Greg's question too about sure. what is that line like? What does it mean? Um, it, you know, is, do you think maybe you, this is something you deserve? You know, that's what also makes me believe that that wasn't Agatha talking, because if Agatha no. is the one that's trying to get her to get her abilities more powerful, why would you make somebody yes. doubt them? Mm -hmm. So because mm, which makes me think it might be the other person that was involved with this that is helping Agatha. But, yeah, but do this but if, to Wanda. But if Wanda's there, not Wanda, sorry, if Agatha is there and like helping mm -hmm. direct, she hears the question. But like, that's why the yeah. shh comes up. Uh yes. mm, interesting. That's what makes me think whoever like she's shushing someone behind her. Yes. So yeah, I think there's definitely another person in play here or being whatever it is oh and, and kimmy gibbler or Lori laughlin uh agatha out on the out on the lawn drinking while <laughs> pietro was being purple possessed was pretty good yeah well i mean it's interesting yeah. that you bring that up too mark because you know i've had this theory for a while that i mean there are people out there that say pietro is mefesto i have the theory mm. that P.S. pietro is strange um, mm -hmm. I'm throwing both of those theories out the window now. <laughs> yeah, well, for the fact that she was controlling him, she wouldn't be able to control no, Strange that easily, I think. And if it no. was Mephesto, she certainly would not be controlling Mephesto. Yeah, I mean, and then Snooper's going to snoop. I mean... Yeah, and look at the hat he was wearing at the very end, too. Well, Snooper's going to snoop that mid credit scene, Um, and I hope I'm not jumping into anybody's number one here, Good. I don't think I think that's that's leading the audience to believe that he's he's going to be against her. I don't think that's the case. I think he's literally just discovering her doing something. And when we see him next, it's going to be like, well, what are you doing? And they're going to help each other. But she had the purple in her eyes. 
But that's be- well, who did? Uh, Photon or Monica? No, Monica. her eyes went blue. Oh, no, they went absolutely blue. went purple. I'm telling. Go back and look at it again. Her eyes went <laughs> fucking purple, and I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> I'm I'm going to do this as we're speaking. I'm going to look, and I will. Uh, okay. If you are right, I will freely admit that you were you were no, correct. I mean, and and if you were looking at it and they are blue, then okay, my bad. Because they were blue, About... and then I could have sworn at the very end they went purple, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure because her eyes went blue, and that allowed her to see yep. the purple along the walls right but after but after yes. he after he spoke to her you got another look at her eyes and they went purple similarly to hmm. wanda's i i mean you could be right i have the scene playing now and i'm i'm waiting for it to get caught up so i don't want to not talk and sit yeah, here and wait so we'll okay <laughs> while well, it we, comes up. we could talk about other stuff while you uh so uh so i don't really have another number one like i mean it was only only 34 minutes except i've got you know stuff i could talk about I really liked Wanda's hangover look where it's the, yeah. it's the like, you, you look, Oh, I'm still wearing my costume from last night. Ugh. And it's the, the spandex with the Sokovian fortune teller. I thought, I thought that was pretty. Yeah. That was the, the last of it. It's like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, pulls yeah. the covers back and she's still yeah, and in she, it. You know, you, she throws her hand over her face. It's like, Ugh. like a bad exactly. night. <laughs> so I'm, I'm watching the scene and this is kind of interesting. Because her eyes aren't blue turned purple. Her eyes are purple the whole time. From the moment she opens the door, her eyes are purple. Mm. So mm. I'm wondering. Absorbing that type of power? I, I'm thinking her eyes turn the color of whatever energy she is seeing. Mm. Because I'm, mm. because I'm looking at the scene now with her when she looks in, when she first breaks through the hex. Her eyes are blue, and a lot of what she is seeing through her eyes is a bluish purple energy. Right. So yes. I, I don't know if she's infected by the purple. I think her eyes might be purple purely because she they turn the color. Of what she's looking at. It's a reflection of what she's looking at. Gotcha. Hmm. So I, I guess we're not going to know until next week. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But there's only a, five more days. But there's a part of me that thinks it's not. I don't think they're going to fight it out. I, I think no. they're going to work together because I'm actually honestly starting to think, and I, I didn't believe this at all until now. I think it's actually Pietro. Well, Pietro from, from an, an alternate, alternate From an alternate multiverse, hmm. universe. But he, I, I think that too, but there's one thing that kind of sways me a bit, and this is something I had seen about four months ago. The pop ago. final? The Funko pop? No, a sneak, uh, a sneaked picture of... Evan Peters in the basement at like a dinner table with That's yeah odd. It, it was a it was a it was a there was another picture I got too that refers to a later episode as well Darcy's in it as well as well, Agatha don't say anymore. I don't want to know but <laughs> I'm not going to go into those but I'm just saying it made me it made me think it's like well it is Pietro but he could be being still utilized not by Agatha directly but by Whoever the mastermind maybe, is, maybe the purple energy that we saw coming off of Pietro when he was out the door is Agatha changing his face and not creating him, but it's her literally making him look like Pietro. So maybe it could be Mephisto. It could still be Mephisto, and Agatha was just changing his look. I don't. Hmm. I really don't. 
I mean, maybe, but like, I, I, I can't imagine that Mephesto would need help doing that. Yeah, usually he's able um, to I mean, it, I, do that himself. I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't bought into the whole Mephesto thing. Neither like, have I. 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 I think he's a part of it, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just, I'm not, a, I just, I don't think that, that I think, as, as weird as it sounds, like, I think that Mephisto <laughs> in the comics is kind of sort of too goofy for this, for the MCU. Um, I think it's too... Hey, we we have you know basically an all powerful demon who is you know in charge of everything you know hell and everything else, and oh he's just gonna mm-hmm. fuck with mortals every once in a while just to to just to mess with them like I it just seems too low not budget but like Hokey? low yeah exactly yeah but I mean at the same time I mean. Again, this is just a possible thing, sure. a possible theory. What if this whole thing really is Mephisto and it's his it's his power that is locked in this book and that's why he's using Agatha for help. Okay. He, he needs Agatha to help him unlock the book so unlock that he book, gets his so power back. Right. But Agatha can't do mm. it without Wanda's power. Mm. So that's how mm. everything ties together and Mephisto could still be involved. Mind well, bone. <laughs> Well, and and to tap onto what you're talking about, Greg, too, you talk about Loki, right? I I did not. Oh, okay. You just maybe stirred that in my head. We're supposed to be getting a Loki show eventually. Oh, yeah. yeah. And with him, he's going through the times, all different times. So he's going through all these different time loops or whatever. And I wouldn't be surprised if maybe that's the actor did. Uh, I don't think Paul Bettany was able to be in a scene with uh, Tom Hiddleston. But here's the thing, though. We know for certain Loki can change his shape. He doesn't yes. need Agatha's help. He doesn't need no. any help, yeah. Because he's done it. I mean, he pretended to be Odin for how long? Oh, you that know? was funny. So, I mean, he... <laughs> Loki doesn't need Agatha's help at all. No, he doesn't. So I I don't think Loki's involved. I've heard those rumors as well. I don't I don't think Loki... I, I don't think so either. It just popped in my head, but there was some... They mentioned some sort of group or company that's uh, overseeing that something was leading towards the Loki show. Mm-hmm. I forget the acronym of it, but oh, I don't know. I'm gonna. Skip I don't. It. I don't follow yeah. that stuff. That the whole, you know, secret running down secret a rabbit hole like that, or secret titles to episode, to shows and conspiracy theorists yeah. for MCU. Yes, for for the MCU. I, right? I wait and I ride it out. Like this whole theory I just came up with about Mephisto powerless and using Agatha to unlock the book will probably be disproven next week. Let's be real. <laughs> yes, uh, we're on our number one, right? Yeah, I didn't have one, so Ben. Um. Okay. This honestly was my favorite thing of the show. Agatha aside, Photon aside, this was something, and this is like Marvel's brilliance. They played with the aspect ratio of the series, of this episode, multiple times. Yes. If four by three, it's in widescreen letterbox when it's outside Mm -hmm. of the hex. When Vision wakes up, when it closes in on Vision before he wakes up, it's widescreen letterbox. And then as he wakes up, it expands to full widescreen. Yeah, that was the only time I noticed it. It happens again. And then every time it switches, every time it's out of the hex, it's letterbox. Every time it's Mm. in the hex, it's full screen. When Wanda is walking downstairs to Agatha's basement, 
the moment she walks through the door into the chamber, it goes back to widescreen letterbox, hmm. which so shows real? it's real. That is outside of the hex. Hmm. Her chamber is outside of the hex. Hmm. It's, Interesting. And it's little things like that that I make me love what Marvel does because huh. it, you don't notice it until either one, somebody points it out to you or two, you've yeah. watched multiple times because I noticed the wide, the letterbox widescreen to widescreen when Vision woke up the first time I watched it, but I didn't notice it go back when Wanda walked through the chamber until my second view. Because it's really huh. dark, so it's actually kind right. of tough to see it happen. But yes. it's a transitional one, kind of like when Vision woke up, how it slowly expanded out. When Wanda walks in, it slowly expands back. Hmm. I love shit like that. <laughs> yeah, that's some, that's some fancy film technique. And... and that was one of those things that when I looked at everybody, when Mark, when I looked at your notes... Before we started recording, and I didn't see that listed. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get him with this one. <laughs> yeah, you did. I didn't catch that. But I had to make that my number one just because that was just, I, I love it when they do that kind of stuff. Yeah, mine would be, well, when Wanda goes to Agnes's house, and then she comes to the realization that the kids are gone, they're missing. Typical Hansel and Gretel thing where you see the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches half-eaten. And then the uh, potato chips. Then she realizes, you know, where are the kids? Where are the kids? But also while she's in that room, you we do see on the curtain a cicada. It's kind of blurry. Mm -hmm. And on the, you know, and with what cicadas represent are pretty much renewal, rebirth, and transformation. And it's pretty much where Wanda is as well as Vision. Because Vision's kind of been born again, if you think about it. But Wanda is still going through a transformation herself. Yeah, interesting. I, I, I and I'm not I'm not doubting it at all. I've just never heard of cicadas being rebirth. I always think of that more of butterfly or moth. Yeah, that would make more sense. But that uh, I I looked it up to to make sure. I'm like, what yeah, is I'm, the significance? I'm not of doubting it. I've just never heard it personally. So, yeah, but it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, any of those those bugs that have larval stages and then become something else. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So we should move on to some notes. Do you have any extras I, or no? I think I've covered... Oh, look, there's my vision aspect ratio change. Um, uh, <laughs> so, S.W.O.R.D., <laughs> what are they going to launch? Like, we're launching, like, now or real soon. What What the? Good what question. are they... Like, are they launching something at the Hex? Something... Are they going to blow Vision's body because... They had something implanted into it. I feel like that's what they kind of that's what they kind of addressed when they said that. Like, and it was weird because like when Jimmy was reading was like explaining to Monica what was going on, like, oh yeah, Darcy broke down the last firewall. And if you, I, I paused and like read the email, and he basically like he just said it like it was conversation, but it was mm -hmm. literally just saying exactly what was on, what was on in the email. I was just like, yes. Yeah kind of weird like you would have expected a little bit more like more detail in there and he couldn't remember his lines yeah. it was just the script in front of him on his phone <clears throat> yeah i mean like it was it was like <laughs> and, and then and then monica like finished the sentence that was on the page or on in the email oh till wanda you know took vision's body didn't start working so like does he have like a 
is that how he is he is there something in, in like implanted in vision so that he's tracking him is that he's tracking yeah they are they're tracking, tracking his vibra- his vibranium signature mm, okay yeah um and i talked about this last week too mark like this is almost this yeah. is almost spot on what i said was happening last week like yeah. operation cataract uh which was the name of the operation which you know was very quickly glanced at last week's episode and i had and i mm-hmm. had said Hayward was using Vision. He wanted Vision as a weapon. He doesn't care about Wanda. Yes. He wants Vision back. And then that was just pretty much confirmed this episode in that scene. And I think Hayward let her in to go to Visions because they weren't able to, like, revive him or make him get get him back online. And then they needed Wanda to do that because they weren't able to make him work, as it were. Oh, I don't think that's the case at all. I think Wanda basically stole the body and ran off with it. And then create, and then whatever all this is kept sort out. I don't think Haywood had okay. any influence in letting Wanda in. I don't think Haywood has any influence over Wanda at all. I don't think influence or control. Yeah, we don't, and we still don't like him because you know he's an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, uh, the sword douches are still douches when they're clowns <laughs> or strong men. Uh, how does Darcy know everything that happened? Was like, did they make an Avengers movie? Uh, after the snap and like <laughs> oh wanda had to watch Vision die again like who does darcy been talking to like is it part of world history now that like this is what happened and so she had to take it as part of her doctorate i, I don't know she went to go visit fat thor yeah, I mean, <laughs> and they had a few beers <laughs> yeah, like, uh, she, she knew a lot of stuff and maybe captain america and you know black widow they like made it very public of what happened but that seems like the whole wanda time stone all that jazz like that seems very very private not necessarily something you want to be like well this is what happened guys uh, look yeah. if they're already making a gamestop movie after everything that happened with gamestop and stocks prices <laughs> I have no doubt that there are probably after five years multiple documentaries about what the Avengers went through. Yeah, yeah in Wakanda, which was you know not really uh, not really this poor city or poor country. That anyway, yeah. So uh, Monica <laughs> basically ran like a half marathon in like fifteen minutes. She like they expanded <laughs> the boundaries by like ten miles, and then she ran to the center of town. Like that. Got to Wanda's house. Like that. I was like, good God. I mean, she was running full bore, but maybe then photon powers are, are showing up a little bit faster than. Uh... Oh, we didn't see him. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, you went from the hex to the center, what I'm assuming is the center, pretty pretty damn fast. And then the, my last one was just the snooper's going to snoop. Uh, first time I was yeah. watching it, it was like uh, way early on Friday before going to work. And. Like basically, Snoopers gonna snoop, and then this tree fell off of my my mantle and crashed to the floor. And I was like, "That's real spooky. That's creepy." All right, I'm getting out of here. I gotta go to work. That's that's all I got. Um, yeah, I actually have the eight miles, uh, the eight mile expansion because at, at the beginning it says eight miles outside of Westview. So, I mean, yeah. which basically means if you look at it from a radius point of view. Um, this hex is at least 16 miles wide now. Right. You know, which is a big chunk of land to, to take up. Um, so I, I do have that. And you're, you're absolutely right for her to have to go through the hex to get to the center of the hex, which is where they're located. She had to run at least eight miles, which is, that's impressive. Yeah. 
And, um, yeah. And, yeah. No, go ahead. No, oh, I just and then get there and then superhero land and you know <laughs> basically tell Wanda, bitch, do what you got to do. Like yeah. and then like that that whole like that whole interaction I, I really liked and I, we, you guys talked about it a little bit earlier, but just like the whole I've already, you know the worst thing you could possibly done if he's already been done. Take yeah. me out, do it, and then and then Wanda's like, oh wait, no, I'm not the bad guy. But uh, then fucking Agatha. I mean, even though I like her, but. Uh. <laughs> well, one of the other things I noticed too in that scene, um, there are so many hints in this episode that Agatha is is or Agnes is Agatha Harkness. Mm-hmm. Um, there's yeah. already been hints to it before in like I mentioned last week, the color of the her purple pants in the opening sequence. Yep. The she's dressed like a witch for Halloween. Um, you know, th- there are so many clues, but there are many, many more clues in this episode uh, that there's something deeper that to Agnes. Uh, I mentioned the mole on her back that I bit a kid once. Um, yes. She calls the rabbit Senior Scratchy at one point, which anybody who knows Agatha in the comic books knows she has a rabbit named Senior Scratchy. Um, yes. So that clue right there is a dead giveaway. But also at the same time, I don't know if this is just me. But in that scene with Wanda and Monica, there are people mm-hmm. in the background, and it seems like they all come to a halt yep. during that scene. Yeah, Emma Caulfield in the background, she does the yeah. same thing during so, that. But Agatha is the one that doesn't. Agatha is the one that's able to approach Wanda, which means, yes. okay, Agatha can move freely. Was that Dottie? Yes. That was Dottie. Yeah, that but, was so Dottie. I haven't seen Dottie since like episode three. Yeah, they got three shots of her during that scene, I noticed. Yeah, I was like, oh, there's Dottie. People have been talking about Dottie being like the other bad guy. But you're right. To to use an actress like Emma Caulfield and only have seen her maybe three times throughout this entire series, we're going to get more of her before the series is over. I hope so. There's something more to Dottie. I hope so, too. Um, Maybe she's part of a coven we don't know about. Well, I mean, there are... Other, I mean, there are other witches. I wouldn't be surprised if Dottie is Abigail. Hmm. Um, Abigail Harkness. Um, yeah. You know, is that so, Abigail's sister. Uh, no, they they're from the same coven, but oh, they're okay. they're not related. They just happen to have the same same, same last, last name. name. Gotcha. <laughs> um. But yeah, so I mean, I I, I had that as well. Uh, the only other notes I have. Um, actually have to do with the kids. Uh, we see Billy and Tommy in their, in their superhero colors again, which I kind of, mm-hmm. I love doing, um, or love seeing. And then we have that moment with them at Agnes's house where Billy says, I like it here. It's quiet. Another mm. clue that Agnes is not yeah. part of everything. Agnes yeah. On the inside. Yeah. On the inside. Yeah. All right, creepy kid. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, and I think that is what, whatever happened to the kids, hopefully they're not gone. Because um, mm. I really want to see them as part of the Young Avengers. Um, I think that's, it's that moment that Agnes is like, okay, things are going to have to, we got to speed this up. And, yeah. um, you know, because she's starting to realize that the kids are starting to develop out, you know, their own thing. Their, their own abilities yeah, and it's their own kind abilities. of and it's well, kind of outside of Agnes's control. And Billy, if you notice in the beginning, he goes, "You can't get rid of the the voices in his head." Yep. 
he tells that to Wanda, and that's showing that their their powers are. And Billy was the last one because Tommy got his speed right away last episode, and then with this, you know, we're getting more. The only time we saw it out of Billy is when he stopped Tommy mid run. Yeah, you know, and uh, they could, they could and also to talk about yeah. them. Yeah. The, to talk about the kids, though, the time in the very beginning when everything's going all wacky, the TV changing different, it, it, something's getting messed up. And I don't think it's Wanda that was doing that or maybe Agatha. I think so, like this is where I'm thinking of time. Somebody's screwing around with the time because the, even the milk, you go to a bottle of milk mm-hmm. and everything. And, and the game controllers, they go from like, what, a game? Uh, GameCube to an Atari stick to, to Uno, Uno cards. cards. Yeah. See, I I yeah. don't think it's time at all. I think it's basically. Magic. I think Wanda overextended herself, and she can't. And now she's having a hard time keeping control of everything. Yeah, and she can't control it. So it's it's, it's just, just it's fluctuating. Gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think there's any time manipulation involved in there, with the exception of just the time that appeared inside the hex. Well, uh, I was just going to say, the only other thing I wanted to make mention of is that other thing I heard in that interview with Paul Bettany um, mm-hmm. actually has nothing to do with WandaVision, but it does have to do with Vision. And I I just thought okay. it was really interesting. Um, there was a rumor online, and he confirmed it, and he told the story. There was a rumor online that a producer had told him, you'll never work again. And that yes. day, Joss Whedon called him and said, do you want to be yeah. Vision? Uh yes. Oh, Jarvis. No, Vision. Oh, I thought it was him going for the Jarvis um, role. Well, maybe that's maybe that's what. It, no, because Jarvis was before. Yeah, but he did what the voice. Yeah, for but Jarvis it was before Joss did Avengers. Mm. Oh, really? Jarvis was back in Iron Man One before Joss had any okay. involvement in the MCU. So it's Vision. Okay. Um, because Joss right. was involved with Age of Ultron too, which is when Vision. Yeah, he was sitting on the the curb, and he and he confirmed the story. LA. He said like he he went into this role that he absolutely loved and he really really wanted. The director really really mm-hmm. wanted him, but the producer called him back called him back into the office and said, "This isn't going to work. You should just probably not act anymore." Because he was getting to a certain age, and he wasn't relevant yeah. anymore. And he said he sat down on the curb outside of the building and the mm-hmm. phone rang and it was Joss and Joss said, Hey, do you want to be vision? And he said without hesitation, yes, hung up the phone, turned around and flipped off the building. <laughs> yeah. I heard away. that too. <laughs> so I, I had heard that rumor before too, but to hear him actually tell it, I thought yeah. was really cool. Yeah. It's good to get, get it from yep. the horse's mouth. And hear what he had but to speak, say about it. Speaking cool. of vision. All right. Mm-hmm. So to me, and this is like seriously my really, really, really last note. So vision's <laughs> having like a, a crisis of conscience, right? So mm-hmm. what do you guys think is going through, through vision's head? Like in my mind, it's like, Hey, she brought me back. She suffered like, but I don't even know what's going on. Is he just, is, is he going to encourage her to let him die? Is it, like to try to help her through with that acceptance that you were talking about earlier. Like, Hmm. what do you guys think? I, me personally, I think he's vision has always been a compassionate person. It's been one of his strongest attributes, both in the comics and in the MCU so far. 
when he yeah. hears Darcy, like he he's already on a mission to get back to Wanda to figure out what's going on. But when he hears Darcy tell him the one true thing I know of this is your love for one another. Right. I think his now I think he's going to help Wanda. I don't think he I don't think he has a regard to what happens to him. If he doesn't survive this, I think he's fine with that. Um yeah. I think his I, I think agree. his mission now, his point right now is basically to help Wanda um through whatever she's going through. Right. Okay. That's my point hmm. of view. Gotcha. Makes sense. Well, the only Note that I have left would be uh, when Vision actually arrived at the Three Rings Circus. They they both get yelled at, Darcy and Vision, from the, uh, I guess you would call him the strongman. Mm-hmm. He's there with the big onesie, and he's got a big S on it, and it's uh, blue and gold, I believe. And it just reminded me of the comic character that we that's called Sentry, and he was in... The Dark Avengers and like the New Avengers and stuff like that. That'd be a cool little easter. So I, and I know that there are rumors that they're actually trying to create that character. But there was also like, we've already seen those Easter eggs of like what the Grim Reaper. Yeah. And all like that before. So maybe they just throw them in just so that we have some eye candy. For right. Yeah, you know, and get us all excited for whoever comic fans. Yeah, like I said, a fun little Easter egg they threw at us to. You just get us excited. Yeah. Unlike a boy on a milk carton that leads to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you find a kid, do you get a prize? <laughs> yeah, it's your way out of the hex. Yeah. So uh, we'll move on to quotes. So do you guys have any quotes or no? Or you just kind of mishmash them in? Yeah, we just basically just, I talked. Most, most of them came from Darcy. Uh, and then, yeah. and then the the modern family uh, Wanda isms. Well, yeah, the only one I have would be from Monica herself when her confrontation with Wanda on the the lawn, and she goes, "The only lies I've told are the ones you put in my mouth." That was pretty. I mean, that's pretty yeah. defiant. Defiant uh, scene. That was pretty good. Yeah. 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 The only, I had a couple, but I kind of mishmashed them all in, as you said. Um, the only two of point: uh, the world doesn't revolve around you, or does it? Uh, and the <laughs> the Agnes line: I actually did bite a kid once, <laughs> and and then nothing after, <laughs> just to look at the camera. Yes, it, it was so good. <laughs> and I just remember hearing her say that and thinking, "Oh, she's totally a witch. She's totally a witch." <laughs> Whatever happened to Hansel and Gretel? <laughs> All right. Well, as we move towards the end of this podcast, uh, we'd like to throw in some sort of podcast recommendations. So, Greg, do you have any? Um, I'm just I'll be like I've, I've been listening. My understanding is that the Snowpiercer went on Panels Pixels with uh, Steve and Daphne is pretty like Snowpiercer is pretty yeah. pretty solid. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've been listening to Office Ladies, and I mean that that stuff's hysterical. Um, and just a lot of fun to listen to. Although hearing that stuff bleeped out is kind of kind of weird. And then uh, Daphne and Paik um, with Run for Your Lives. That's that's been a lot of fun to listen to, even though I haven't seen most of those movies, which is kind of mm. weird. But yeah, it's fun yeah, to listen the, to. I mean, there's the chemistry between them, so 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 good anyway. And I think Ben, you were you on one recently? On oh, Run for Your Lives? Yeah, it's been a couple weeks, but I've been on. Okay. 
Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah I'm we, gonna, we I'm, talked I'm, um, uh, San Andreas. Uh, okay, yeah. I, yeah. I think yeah. Uh, I'm going to be on it uh, in a couple months. And I've got a one of, one of my favorite kind of silly creature films. Looking forward to it. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Do you have any, uh, Ben? Do you have um, any I, recommendations? I, I'm than trying that? to kind of keep them... Because I have to do two more weeks of recommendations, so I'm trying to like not give <laughs> too can, many. You, uh, you don't have to. Oh give. no, no, I do have one for this week. Um, oh, okay. So and and Greg, I think if I remember correctly, you're actually a fan of this one too. I can't. I could be wrong. Um, how, how did this get made? How did this get made? Oh yes. my god, it's awesome! It's <laughs> so good. It, yeah, it's uh, Paul Shear, June Diane Raphael, and Jason Manzukis, and it's. I'm still, and they're actually re-uploading older live episodes now because they're not recording new ones because of the pandemic so i'm getting to hear episodes from like seven eight years ago that i haven't heard before like i listened to uh maximum that maximum overdrive live mm -hmm. um battlefield earth live but their their reactions to movies are just i it's, laugh so much listening to this podcast it's so funny <laughs> And my and, and still to my the, to this day, my favorite episode is when they did Con Air live. Oh, oh my really? God! Like it, it's so funny. It's so I funny. feel like I, I listened to like the first hundred and fifty of them over the past like six years, and um, I mean the the one that the ones that at the end of the Street Fighter episode, if you get a chance, they hear the they did it, somebody put together a supercut of all of the bonkers and literallys and everything up to that point <laughs> and it, it is fantastic I think it's like episode 75 nice um, yeah and then if you if you have the opportunity to to listen to watch and then listen to the room podcast or the 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 room episode of how did this get made oh, no. so oh, just okay. uh, just so these are bad movies that they are just tearing apart because they're either crazy <laughs> or horrible or whatever the case is um because like con air was fun but so bad and but so jason, unbelievable but jason manzoukas loved it right i mean same, like, same thing with face off they did yeah. face off and they're like i don't even know why we're here i don't even know why we're doing this movie oh no like, that's the one i'm thinking of it's face off not con air yeah, yeah, yeah. Face, oh, that, that, yeah. I was actually just watching Face Off earlier it's, today. It's, yeah, he's like, I don't even know why we're here. Like, it was <laughs> this is an awesome movie. Yeah, because they do bad movies, but uh, the one that is the the podcast that uh, because I don't have to come up with a couple more. Um, <laughs> the podcast that they said so Paul Shear and I can't remember the 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 lady's name. But, June Diane Raphael. Nope. Uh, oh no, it's uh, so basically they do the the AFI Top One Hundred. Um, so like the best movies and it's called unspooled and they've done a, a couple of really great episodes that I've listened to. Um, hmm. and, uh, so yeah, I'd, I'd recommend that too. If you, if you like good movies, check out unspooled. If you like hearing people talk shit about bad movies, listen to how did this get made? Oh, it's, um, uh, Amy. I can't, it's not show Amy me something. Yes. Yeah. It's not showing me the whole name. <laughs> I'm going to have to add that one to my list now, too. Yeah, Unspooled's good. Yeah, the only one I have would be Disgraceland, and that's all about uh, all these weird events, like people's deaths, celebrity deaths, like real true events that happen. Did that you say this guy Disgraceland? Disgraceland, oh. Hollywood Disgraceland. Oh, okay. Awesome. So, so they, he talks about musicians, you know, the, the 27 
club where everybody passed away at age 27. Oh, he yeah. goes through the individual ones, things of that nature. I find it interesting because he gets a little bit more information that you normally get when you watch like a documentary or something. That's cool. Yeah. So with that, we're going to move into, well, you know, if you guys want to submit feedback, you could always go to our website. So you could go to panelspixels.com. And if you want to submit your theories and feedback, just go to our Facebook group, facebook.com slash panels to pixels. Or you could just email us at panels to pixels one at gmail.com. And the two is spelled T-O and the number one at gmail.com and we could also be heard on spotify google play and apple podcasts so if there's like a review please you know give us one if you can be nice <laughs> so next week we're going to be continuing our coverage of uh wandavision with uh season one episode eight eight <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we'll see if uh, somebody else will jump on because uh, I heard a couple other people wanted to jump on and talk. I want to do it with just me anymore. Well. That's fine. No, no I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. I'm no, kidding. They... This was fun with Greg. So. Figure... Yeah. Give other people a chance to voice their thoughts as well. So that way we have fun. So, well. Where can where else can listeners hear us? Well, Ben, where they where can they hear you? Uh easiest place, the nextlevelnetwork.com is where I can be found on uh the spotlight with Ben Beck. Uh we have to go back lost revisited. Uh I just recently wrapped up my stint on Strange Indeed with our friend Rima Joe for Podcastica. Um mm -hmm. and my new Wilhelm podcast is I keep saying going to be uh, but it is going to be <laughs> launching really soon. I'm still, God, the logistical nightmare of scheduling like 50 plus episodes ahead of time is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but it's a good problem to have. So I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, I actually just created the feed for it today. So oh. it is officially going to be up for people to subscribe by the time you're hearing this, which would be fun. Oh, cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, my new podcast, Wilhelm, launches relatively soon, and I'm really looking forward to that. But that's also part of Next Level, so the nextlevelnetwork.com. Exactly. And Greg, well, you just mentioned you could be heard eventually on Run For Your Lives. You've done another one as well, didn't you, recently, uh, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I mean, I was with uh, Lucy on Walking Dead cast a while back, and then uh, I don't... I don't that's a good question. I don't know. I don't think so. Not not recent. Not not super recently. But uh, we'll keep uh, listeners your ears appraised to what's huzzah. going. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so well, I can be found right here on Panels Pixels, of course, on the Next Level Podcast Network. So you can hear me every week, just the same as Ben uh, for the remainder of uh, Wandavision. And you could also hear me on my other podcast, Adrenaline Cinema, that's on the podcast. Uh, the Pirate Core Entertainment Network. <laughs> I I also like to send out uh, some feedback to friends that do podcasts as well, and I just like to have fun with that. Steve, you could hear him. He's he's on Panels to Pixels, so he'll be on the next episode. Actually, no. Yeah, he'll be on the next episode, <laughs> and he'll have Daphne on with him as well, and they're going to be covering Snowpiercer. So just keep your ears and your eyes locked on and what we're doing and what's coming out next we've been trying to keep these episodes up regularly as they as they keep coming out 
So we'd like to have fun with that. So I just want to thank Ben and Greg for being on. I just want to thank everybody for listening. I'm Mark. I'm Ben. And I'm still Greg. (laughs) (laughs) Flashback humor. (laughs) There you go. And this was Panels to Pixels, and we'll see you on the next panel. Take care, everybody. Good night. Bye-bye.